You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Well, what's up, everyone? <laughs> Anthony Cazenza with Cincy Jungle and the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast coming at you here. I One of my mentors in the blogging, podcasting um, arena, Josh Kirkendall, who used to be the head man over at Cincy Jungle, he used to do a, a couple of these types of podcasts early in the, in the early days of Cincy Jungle. And sometimes after games like this, he would just intro the show with a long and deep sigh. And that's kind of how I feel after what I witnessed today. And I'll say this, a few years ago, I I can't remember what post it was, but I wrote something on Cincy Jungle and it talked about momentum in games and all that kind of thing. And I kind of engaged in this back and forth with a commenter on that specific post. And the commenter seemed to believe that momentum in a football game or in sports in general, wasn't really a thing. Um, You know, it's more X's and O's. And since it wasn't something that was necessarily a metric to be gauged, um, that that particular person did not believe in momentum. And while I definitely, even, even yes, even in this day and age, we can respect everybody's opinions on things, ladies and gentlemen. I respected that opinion, but I did not agree with it. And I think today, believe it or not, was a case in point in terms of momentum in a football game. The Cincinnati Bengals came out. They had a really good opening drive. Granted, they started the opening drive with two run plays that netted a very small handful of yards, but they ended up extending the drive. A couple nice screen plays to Joe Mixon. They got deep into the red zone. They got a break on third down on a false start moved even closer and got another shot at the end zone. And you almost wish that that fall, that that offsides penalty, that that second chance never ever took place because that after that pick six to Denzel Ward, this team was never the same. They were able to move the ball still. And Joe Mixon was doing things on the ground, even throughout this game, despite whatever deficit the Bengals were facing, but they were never able to recover from that. And even Joe Burrow, the unflappable Joe Burrow seemingly was not able to recover from that. And there are, uh, you know, there are a lot of different takes, a lot of people to blame. How how do you want to take this one? A lot of questions about the Cincinnati Bengals, their viability and what, you know, what they are as a team this year. And that game against the Baltimore Ravens seems like eons ago at this point, based on what happened the last two weeks. 
absolutely unbelievable what if, if you if you were shocked last week this one i think really shocked a bunch of us uh we're going to get to a lot of different things including some post game quotes thanks to a lot of great beat writers who cover the cincinnati Bengals. we're going to get to the box score tail the tape etc i'm seeing a lot of positive comments and i gotta tell you before I, and i apologize for being a little later than i than i usually go after a game but i wanted to uh, let some other post games go. I had some personal things to take care of. And then, of course, uh, you know, I'm trying to rally some different information beforehand. So it went a little longer than expected. But I appreciate you all hanging out, especially on a time change. For some of you, it's later in the evening. Brandon Bachelor saying, hey, Anthony, good to see you. And, you know, I'm, I'm kicking off the show feeling kind of blue about all kinds of different things, not just about the Bengals. I picked the bills in my survival pool. That got under my skin. At any rate, I'm seeing a lot of uh, seeing a lot of nice comments from a lot of you, Adam. Uh, you know, at the beginning, Adam here. Where's Anthony? We've got to talk about it. We need therapy from Andrew Seiler. Where's Anthony? Uh, that sort of thing. So the fact that you all are eager to talk with me, so to speak, and or hear me chatter about this awful 41 to 16 loss at the hands of the Browns, uh, very flattering, and I appreciate you all. Again, I'm Anthony Cazenza with Cincy Jungle and the Orange and Black Insider. This is the Orange and Black Insider post-game show for the Week 9 drubbing the Bengals took by the Cleveland Browns at home. And the bye couldn't come at a better time. But we'll get into a lot of different stuff. As always, you can get this show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, your favorite audio streamers. You can uh, go subscribe to that, get our show, get Ace and Zim's Orange is the New Black, as well as Matt Minnick's Coach Speak and Chalk Talk episodes. And of course, Orange and Black Insider is on YouTube. There is a little icon right down here somewhere, a little small one. You can click that to subscribe. Click the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available. We appreciate all the support and we appreciate we've got a lot of live listeners through a variety of different platforms right now. Later in the evening, after the Bengals took one on the chin, and I'm, uh, you know, like I said, I'm pretty flattered that despite the result today, you all want to hang out with me and you want to commiserate about what happened here. And commiserate is is really what all we have at this point. And the Bengals have the bye week now. They come out of the bye week now. They got to face Derek Carr in Las Vegas. The Raiders lost, but the Raiders are, uh, you know, a pretty decent team this year. They face Justin Herbert at home. They face Patrick Mahomes. They, I mean, they face Baker Mayfield again. They face Ben Roethlisberger again. They face, face Lamar Jackson again. They have a lot of upper-tier quarterbacks, despite what you may think about the quarterback who was on the field not named Joe Burrow today. They, they face a lot of upper-tier quarterbacks in this back stretch. Now, some of those teams aren't as strong as we thought. The AFC in general isn't as strong as we thought, including – this this division the ravens they get beat up by the Bengals. this the browns get beat up by the steelers the Bengals beat up the steelers the browns beat up the Bengals. these this division is just wild we're going to show you the playoff picture at least somewhat updated as of this afternoon and evening to let you know just how big of a free fall the Bengals have taken not only in the division but in the playoff picture um, but they are still in the hunt, and and as are a number of teams, there's basically a scrum between five-win teams and six-win teams right now. The Bills lost today to the Jaguars in Jacksonville. Wild, wild past couple of weeks, and uh, a lot of it centering 
around the Cincinnati Bengals after being media darlings from that beatdown of Baltimore just a couple of weeks ago that seems so long ago now. So long ago. Let's talk about the uh, – I'll, I'll share this with you all here. This is um, this is the ESPN box score. I like to share this one. Some of it is a little bit, a little bit more comprehensive, and sometimes they don't have the big – videos that <laughs> nfl.com sometimes has on these on these post game deals here but uh you can see here baker mayfield nothing spectacular nothing spectacular uh does have a high rating but 14 of 21 was sacked a couple of times did have the two touchdown passes uh the one really nice throw to donovan peoples jones the deep ball but he really was not asked to do much and that is the tale of the tape of recent matchups between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Cleveland Browns. Baker Mayfield has some of his most successful days, some of his easiest days, not only because the Bengals defense has failed the team, but they cannot stop Nick Chubb. They cannot push back against this behemoth offensive line of Cleveland, and they make Baker Mayfield's job very, very easy. 14 of 21, 218, two touchdowns. There were two sacks, one by Sam Hubbard and one by Trey Hendrickson, the usual suspects in that statistical category. And then, of course, Nick Chubb. Holy moly. Almost 10 yards per carry, folks. 9.8 yards per carry. 14 carries, 137 yards, two touchdowns, including a 70-yarder, wherein I believe it was Larry Joby missed the first tackle and, and Eli Apple misses the second tackle. Uh, beyond that, nothing to, to account for in terms of rushing. Donovan Peoples-Jones loves playing the Cincinnati Bengals. There is no doubt about it. Had the 60-yard touchdown, had two catches for 86 yards, was the hero last year in the rematch of the Battle of Ohio last year. Had the uh, the, the game, I, I think it was a game, a big couple big catches, and I think one of which was a touchdown to seal it late for the Browns last year, had the big back-breaking touchdown here. Nick Chubb even getting in the mix, two catches, 27. But you look, look look at the, the receiving numbers here, and, and for those not watching the video graphics, two for 26 for Nick, uh, Nick Chubb. Harrison Bryant, two for 26. Demetric Feltrin, one for 22. Njoku, one for 18. It was a touchdown. Uh, Schwartz, one for 15. I mean, there's nothing really there aside from the 60-yard play by Peoples-Jones that – in the receiving game that made you say, wow, they you know, Baker Mayfield really beat you with his arm. He didn't have to. He didn't have to because of the Bengals' inability yet again to stop the run. You see here, there were a couple of, of fumbles, none lost, no turnovers by the Browns, another failure by the Cincinnati defense. And then you look, five sacks on Joe Burrow, three of which were from blitzing, two of which from former Bengals cornerback Troy Hill. Uh, I did have the pleasure of interviewing him years ago when he came out at the NFLPA Bowl. So in a weird way, it's kind of cool seeing him play well for the Rams and then now doing things with the Browns, but not at the Bengals' expense. Two sacks, uh, three quarterback hits, seven total tackles. They used him to perfection, just came on late blitzes and uh, just wreaked havoc a couple of times hit there. Uh, you saw Walker had the other sack. And then, of course, Miles Garrett getting in there for one and a half and Sheldon Day for a half sack. And, uh, you know, that's another kind of tale of the tape there with, with what happened today. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You go back up to the Cincinnati Bengals passing a rough day for Joe Burrow. 28 of 40, 282 yards, uh, just over se- uh, seven yards per pass. You look at Baker, 10.4 yards per pass to, to Joe Burrow, 7.1. Zero touchdowns for the first time this season. Zero first game without multiple touchdown passes for the first time this season. Two interceptions, five sacks, quarterback rating of 69. Just a, a awful, awful day for Joe Burrow and got no favors from a couple of his big time wide receivers and running backs in the passing game. I think all in all, I counted at least five drops, maybe even more, two of which were in the end zone. Uh, so got no favors. You can count P Ryan. You had two by chase. One was debatable depending on if you wanted to call it a drop or just a smidge overthrown by Joe Burrow. You had one by Higgins in the end zone. And I think another one late by Higgins as well. Um, you know, that's the five I counted. There may be even more out there. So no favors on that front, but there still is a little bit of an issue with Joe Burrow forcing passes into tight windows, maybe being a little predictable with some of the passes that that out route to Jamar Chase was just thrown uh, late and too far inside for Denzel Ward. And of course, the one, uh, the the later pick that got tipped up in the air, receiver wasn't even really open uh, and, and just blanketed coverage. Guy got his hand in there, knocked it up and, and interception. Now, at the same time, Burrow's also trying to make things happen because the Bengals were in a big hole part of which he created himself with that pick six, part of which the defense in their ineptitude created for him as well. So just an all-around implosion for the Cincinnati Bengals. And it did start with their quarterback, and it started on the very first drive, unfortunately. And I don't say that often. I don't relish saying that about Joe Burrow, but um, there were there were some questionable throws, but there were some awful, awful lack of catches. and And from guys that were drafted specifically because of their ability to make contested catches and uh, was not so this week. Joe Mixon, 13 of 64, uh, 13 for 64, I guess I should say, close to five yards per carry, two touchdowns on the ground. One of the only things that was working today. And you can argue that some of those runs came after the Bengals were, you know, down 14, 17, 21 points, whatever. Um, A couple of them did, but I mean, even in the first half, when the game was still sort of in control, uh, they, they, he was he was running the football. And the offensive line, a mixed bag day. You know, the five sacks, that doesn't tell the entire story of what happened on the offensive line because some of those were free blitzers. Yeah, you got to pick some of that up. You got to recognize that. But 
Um, you know, for the most part, uh, for a while, Burrow was was kept clean through the first half. Um, and, uh, you know, they've got they got some push in the run game, but overall still not an acceptable day from the from the offensive line. I think most would agree. Samaj P. Ryan, five carries, 20 yards. I've got to update some things there on that. But five carries, 20 yards for a four yard per carry average, only a nine yard gain there and then nothing else. The, Jamar Chase was was being taken out of the equation in the past game early. So that's it. They said, let's get him the ball on the ground. Let's get him some rushes, two rushes, zero yards from Jamar Chase. Speaking of him, a rough, rough afternoon for the rookie wide receiver. 13 targets, only six catches, two of which went right through his hands, one in the end zone, one down uh, the the right side, not really sideline, but close to it. Um, Very tough ball, but, you know, it hit both of his hands and went through. Uh, So tough game for Jamar Chase there. T. Higgins, your leading receiver, but he dropped one in the end zone. Another tough ball to catch, but it was placed where it needed to be based on the coverage up and and away from the defender. Uh, Higgins is known for making those contested catches, did not come down with that one. And I think there was another drop late, as I mentioned. Still was pretty reliable across uh, across the middle and doing some of the short uh, shorter stuff. But still, uh, you know, those two guys combined for four drops. And those are your, you know, your top wide receivers there. That's not going to do you any good, two of which in the end zone. Hurts you. Mixon doing some things through the air, though, uh, as well. Five catches, 46 yards. Had a, had a great one-yard, uh, one-handed snag in the first quarter to help that first drive move along there. So, um, uh, you know, all in all, like I said, a pretty decent day for Mixon. Sample getting in the mix, three catches, 36 yards. Caught everything thrown his way. So uh, had a, had a couple of nice plays there. Uzama four catches, twenty four yards on five targets. P Ryan two catches, seventeen yards. Had a critical drop early in the game on a third down that would have been a first down. Bengals forced to go for it on fourth down from there, and they do not convert. So that's just one of those errors as well, where it's just one after the other after the other after the other, and you just can't make these mistakes, and you can't make them on your home field. You can't do that. Uh, the big question mark, what is going on with Tyler Boyd and his role in the offense? Two targets on the day, one catch, 11 yards. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I know Jamar Chase is, is providing a lot of spark and has been a major reason for the Bengals being a competitive five and four on the year. But, you know, when, when that starts to get shut down or you're seeing some drop issues or what have you, you know, you, you got to go to one of your more reliable targets there and Tyler Boyd to get sustainable drives going and keeping them going. Um, two targets, one catch. A little shocking. A little shocking to me. Uh, I mean, you see here, Chase had a fumble. He lost that one. That's that's another uh, issue he had. Phillips had a fumble. Burrow had a fumble. Uh, you know, I mean, there's, they had four fumbles. Um, they only lost one of them, thankfully, but you know, you, you talk about a lost fumble and two interceptions, one of which was a pick six and the other interception put the Browns in really deep Bengals territory. You know, we can, we can hammer the Bengals defense all we want and rightfully so, but seven of those points came directly from the Bengals offense. That was at least a 10 point swing, if not a 14 point swing to start the game. And then, you know, you've got other other turnovers coming up, and uh, that, that tells you a lot of what happened today. Uh, very, very quiet day from Logan Wilson. 
Jermaine Pratt did have two tackles for loss, but that goes a little unnoticed. He and Wilson were the team leaders with six tackles. Um, Sam Hubbard had a pretty nice day, four total tackles, a sack, and two total tackles for loss, three quarterback hits. So he was in there. Um, just there was nothing coming from the middle of the of the line. There was nothing coming from the linebackers. Um, Jesse Bates, a rough afternoon, four four total tackles. He was placed in precarious positions by Lou Anarumo. Um, forcing the safeties kind of going, you know, one-on-one in a lot of situations with big offensive linemen or, you know, kind of in open space with Nick Chubb barreling downhill. Uh, Still a a rough day for Jesse Bates. Same kind of with Vaughn Bell there. Uh, Eli Apple was the corner in coverage on the deep ball to Peoples-Jones, let up a touchdown there. Um, You know, Mike Hilton, he still hasn't secured a turnover this year. Ogan Joby, quiet day. Hendrickson did have a sack, but overall that was basically all he did. Um, and, you know, and a lot of others just not really, uh, not really giving you a whole bunch really on defense as evidenced by the 41 points given up here. Kick returns an issue. Brandon Wilson left the game with an injury. Got to monitor that one. Brandon Willips, uh, Brandon, Darius Phillips rather came in two returns, 39 yards, 19 and a half yards per return a lot. I mean, just not getting anything out of the kick return game this year. Phillips did have one 14 yard punt return. That was decent, but overall two returns, 22 yards, nothing really coming on a day that the team needed to spark nothing coming from special teams aside from Evan McPherson who hit all of his kicks, one field goal, one extra point, four points, I guess you say whoop-de-doo, but when you're clamoring for any kind of positives, I guess that's what you got to look for um, is uh, some of the things happening there. So look, um, there are a lot of different, a lot of different takes here. You know, I'm seeing Jeremiah Woolsey uh, talking about problem is Zach Taylor. A lot of people are, are kind of echoing that sentiment. Um, so there, there were a number of different people to blame on this one. Um, and it really, you can kind of say, you know, there's always this execution or X's and O's, right? The X's and O's obviously pointing to coaches and what, what the schemes are, what they're putting out there, the looks they're putting out there and putting players in position to be successful. And then of course it is on the players as well to go out there and execute the game plan to do the things that the coaches are asking them to do, to do the simple things like tackle, like not turn the ball over in the red zone, like other things that just absolutely cripple you as a football team in a divisional game at home. So look, I, I worry in terms of Zach Taylor, I worry about the fact that Kevin Stefanski all week said, our team is desperate for a win. We are desperate for a win. We got to win. We have to win this game. We have to, we have to win this game and credit to the Browns. They came out and they created turnovers. They ran the football and they took it to the Bengals on their home turf for sure. On the other side, it may not have been as dire straits for the Bengals being that they were just one week removed from the big win against Baltimore, but things were kind of getting a little eh, dicey because of that loss to the Jets. And you would kind of feel you you would hope that the urgency was being pushed by Zach Taylor in this one to his team that hey you know we're, we 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 need this one 
We really need this one. Get yourself a 3-0 division record going into the bye. Beat all three division teams go uh, one, at least you know one time <clears throat> going into the bye. Just wasn't uh, wasn't the case there. Um, you know the Bengals just didn't do didn't do the little things and didn't come out motivated. It would seem, and um, <clears throat> now they've got a lot of different issues to iron out over the uh, over the course of the bye week. Uh, Tying Brown, are you all right, bro? I, I think so. I got <laughs> my throat got really scratchy there. I don't know what happened there. Sorry about that, guys. Um, <clears throat> here are some uh, some post game quotes relayed by uh, some of the major figureheads by the Bengals here uh, via Twitter. And you see uh, Ben Baby, Bengals tight end, CG Uzama. We're pissed, obviously. We just lost, but the stress level and panic level, there is none. Okay. Uh, Mike Petraglia, I won't play the video, but I'll show you the, the snapshot there. Uh, we're not panicking, says Joe Burrow. Uh, in a post post game press conference. Okay, um, it's fine if you're not panicking, but you know you, you better start riding the ship. Uh, Brian Evans, I blame Zach for you choking. Thanks. Uh, <clears throat> I, yeah, I don't know what happened there. His throat kind of closed up on me there. That was weird. Um, here's from Kelsey Conway. This is from Zach Taylor. You're going to see a good football team after the bye. Well, they better start getting things in order during this bye week to make sure that things are heading in the right direction. They've got tough games coming up, including three more against the division. Um, They're just over 500 right now. And chances are this could be where (laughs) the Bengals end up. Uh, They could very similarly finish the year at five and four, Um, you know, go 10 and six, 10 and seven, what have you, Um, you know, uh, or five and five rather, um, you know, there, there's all kinds of different scenarios, obviously. And the Bengals have some tough games coming up, but they are winnable ones. They need to start playing like they did throughout the early part of the year. And though they had some injuries this year uh, and in this week in particular, they've been a lot healthier this year than in years past. So, you know, the, the excuses are starting to run thin. I know we're, we're still, technically in the initial stages of a rebuilding effort by the Bengals, but they raised expectations of when they started winning these games and playing well against the green bays and doing, doing these sort of things, they raised expectations. They raised fan expectations with that win against Baltimore. So when you come back out and back to back games and get shellacked by the Browns and lose to the jets and giving up an 11 point lead, in the fourth quarter questions are going to pop up for sure. Let's uh, let's look at the playoff picture before we get on out of here. And I will, I will show you just how big of a free fall the Bengals have made here. Um, And of course the, on the left is the AFC on the right is the NFC. You can see here the Titans, uh, are they, they did not change six and two. They are up top. The Ravens barely squeak one out against the team that loves playing overtime football, the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, how many freaking overtime games has have the Minnesota Vikings been in this year? Good Lord. Uh, Baltimore Ravens at six and two. They are the two <laughs> seed 
The Los Angeles Chargers are five and three. They are the three seed. Uh, moving up four spots there. The Bills fall to the fourth seed after losing to the Jaguars at five and three. The Raiders lost today to the Giants. They are at five and three at the, in the five seed. The Steelers are the sixth seed, believe it or not, by doing nothing today. Um, and uh, they, they've got the Bears coming up there, four and three. Patriots on a little bit of a streak. They are five and four. You've got the Chiefs at eight. The Browns now leapfrogging the Bengals in the ninth seed. And there are the Bengals as the 10th seed, not technically not a seed, but 10th in the conference at five and four with the last two losses. Look, looking up at a number of different teams there. Fell five spots. Five spots. Uh, on the NFC side, you've got the uh, you've got the Cardinals up top at eight and one, the Packers at uh, two at seven and two. You've got the Buccaneers at six and two. Um, they are the three seed. Cowboys at six and two. I believe they lost today to the Broncos. They are the four seed. Rams at the five seed. Uh, Saints are uh, <coughs> currently at the six seed. I apologize for my coughing. That dry throat situation is uh, catching up to me. Atlanta's the seventh seed. You've got Carolina at four and five Vikings at three and five. So, I mean, really on the bubble, those teams probably aren't making it, but look at the Falcons in there at four and four as the seventh seed there, benefactors of the reshaped playoff brackets. Well, Cincinnati Bengals take one on the chin today, 41, 16 at the hands of the Cleveland Browns. You have to know this does not sit with well with the Brown family, particularly Mike Brown. Just not a, uh, you know, awful, awful taste in their mouth for sure uh, in terms of what was seen today on the home turf. No all-black uniforms. No Chad Ochocinco as the ruler of the jungle. None of that could have given the Bengals enough luck to win today. They just were not playing very well, unfortunately. And now they are 5-4 and four looking up at the playoff bracket after being the number one seed for a brief period of time, they are now the 10th seed going, going on that. Yeah. Blackthorn right there uh, <laughs> on the chin, nose, eye, jaw. Yeah. Hopefully the Bengals take care of what they need to take care of in the bye week and come out strong against a, a pretty decent Raiders team. Uh, but I, I, a lot of up and down, in the AFC this year. That's for sure. A lot of ups and downs and bad losses, big wins and all kinds of different stuff. So no one seems, you know, invincible. There are a lot of vulnerabilities with a lot of these teams. And I guess that's good news for the Bengals. We're going to get out of here. And before we do, we want to let you know that this show is brought to you by symbol S I M B U L L dot APP backslash OBI is the website. And you can go on symbol and go invest in teams like they are stocks or shares of stock. Symbol, S-I-M-B-U-L-L dot A-P-P backslash OBI. And if you use the promo code OBI, you get a special incentive. That incentive is your deposit of up to $500 where you can divvy up into different shares of teams, whether that's the Bengals or whoever, whomever else. Um, that gets protected for 90 days. So your money is protected through symbol, which is pretty outstanding. You don't, you don't get that guarantee uh, with a lot of different products. So 90 day 
money back guarantee if you use the promo code OBI at symbol S I M B U L L dot A P P backslash OBI. You can go in there and invest in teams, make yourself some money, whether it's on the short term or the long term. Go for it. Have some fun, make some money for yourself, and uh, go check out Symbol using that promo code OBI. Thanks everybody for tuning in, whether it's a little late or uh, you know all kinds of different factors. I appreciate it, and uh, of course this was a tough one for a lot of us, but uh, I, I appreciate all of you tuning in live. I appreciate those who. Uh, listen after the fact we're going to get out of here try and enjoy the week coming up here i know that will be difficult but try and do so i will try and do the same but we'll be back with happening headlines our wednesday show fantasy football all kinds of different stuff this coming week so check it out on the cincy jungle podcast channel thanks everybody take it easy and we'll see you soon